You know objective truth, Darwin? Math. That's not objective truth. Math is objective No, it's not. Yes, it, it doesn't is. It fully describe reality. There's no chance you've objectively described reality. You haven't. Let the record show that Lauren is bored. Welcome to Darwinism. I'm Matt Lofton. I'm Darwin. Here's where we talk about politics. Trying to evolve the conversation. Ah, uh, that's uh, so horrible, horrible. Hey everyone, welcome to Lofty Darwinism. Uh, we are here today to talk again, because that's what we do here apparently. Um, and first off, I want to, off the bat, if you like this show in the past, please go to Facebook, go to iTunes, review, share, yada yada. We really have gotten a lot of great feedback from people, and uh, so we just want to say that off the top. Darwin, you want to say something real quick? Yeah, you know, like we, we don't tend to like self-promote a lot, but... Um, I, I want to just give a shout out to Matt Lofton for posting a lot of like nice Facebook posts for us. Uh, you know, like that's yeah. like all him. If you, if if any of you out there are saying Darwin, I liked your Facebook post, which I've I've got I, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I want you to know that it is one hundred percent on Mr. Lofton, and I am just okay. I I do a lot of work on this podcast, but it's all in the yeah. uh, post production stuff. <laughs> Yeah, trust me, uh, I click share and Darwin does editing. These two skills are not equal. Okay? But like, yeah, please comment. Um, we never don't uh, like comments. Speaking of, speaking of skills I don't have, the universe and how it affected me today. So um, You are recording your end, right, Matt? Okay. Yes, I, I, I'm recording my end of okay. this, Darwin. I'm a minute and 27 seconds into Great. recording this. So uh, a while back... A while back, I, my car got rear-ended very mildly, just enough to not really affect it past mild damage and have some issue that I couldn't really get fixed, and insurance flash deductible, which is too big a freaking problem, right? The person essentially hit and ran, you know, just one of those annoyance factors. Everyone's had oh, totally. this in their life on some level, right? And... I've just, in these little scratches, you're living in D.C., and I was thinking, universe, I was like, how are you ever going to fix these things in your car? Because, like, you're never going to go to a body shop without money, or at least not right now. You're going to have to do a bunch of random shit. You know, like, in the stack of your life of things you want to spend money on, these very minor parts of your car that don't affect its driving are not that big a deal, but they annoy you, right? So... um, I drive for Lyft. I enjoy it. it. You know, so that's one of the reasons I think about it. But it doesn't really affect the look of the car. You'd almost never notice. That's how minor this is. But I'm walking out, and these two dudes, big Italian dudes, roll up in an Escalade. They're like, hey, you got that dent? There's somebody who put a dent in the side of my car. I don't even know how it got there. That also just happened randomly. And I'm like, what? It was like 160 to take the dent out. And I'm like, I don't have that. I'm like, what? I am frazzled, to say the least, at this point. Because two giant Italian dudes just rolled up like on me and are offering to do work on my car essentially grab the suction cup already they're going and i can see where it's headed and i'm like i don't really have the cat and they're like starting to really no we'll get this one and like you know you're gonna have to fucking pay them (laughs) but my mind is not like i have this money right now like i could do it but i wasn't gonna spend it this freaking way and like to replace a bumper is gonna be at least five eight hundred dollars I get out of there. They fix every scratch. Um, they tell me they can do it with credit cards. I'm like, sure, I'll do. I gotta do it with credit card. I'm not taking this out of my fucking cash right now. It's not. They're not getting this. And uh, I love and, that uh, they take credit cards. Right? No, they don't. That's the other lie. Wait. So, they said they did. 
Right, and they started doing work, and they're like, oh, our credit card machine's been down for like two weeks. So, in the course of, I realized, oh, because of course your credit card machine's been Dude, whatever they did, they were very nice people, but they were very friendly. And not in a, like, and, like it took, a, like, so then they had to be call like, the guy's son, and I'm telling, the credit card machine's been down. Can you just drive to a CVS and get Visa gift cards with your credit card? And I was like, uh, okay. So I paid them $225 to fix my bumper, find job for just essentially patching it up, uh, a bunch of little scratches, take out a dent. And like at one point I was like, yeah, they roll up and harass me. Harass, who said harass, who like was like, we're family, we're family. They literally said we're family two or three times. And I was like, yeah, like when family asks me for money, this is a lot like family. And I don't even get asked for money that much, but like it's, it was, and so I wanted to pose it to you, Darwin. Like there's a part of me that's like, this is how the universe chose to solve your problem. Cause it's better. I wasn't going to spend that money gonna buy something dumb with that money probably wasn't even my, you know it, it, I, need, I need to handle like what do you do when you do, like, I don't even know how to handle this feeling what do you do when the universe fixes your problem in the weirdest way possible um well <laughs> and like how would you handle that yourself how, so so I need to get a little more information uh, okay ask the questions because I can so, clarify you're on a scale of one to ten how bad was the dent it was just like it was in the side of a black car above the gas tank, and I couldn't G- suction it out number. myself. Give me a I could help me understand. Give me. It, there was no paint. Like I don't even like a six. A six. Maybe? Okay. Well, no, a six is two. Like you could definitely see it if you looked at the car from like an angle, okay. but it wasn't. So on a scale of one to ten, how bad is it now? Like a, a, zero. a zero. Okay, so they fixed it. Yeah. They definitely okay. fixed it. <laughs> They rolled up on I mean, me. Look, took I, I, my money. I moonlight they, sometimes is a like a traveling around bumper r- repairman. Like, yeah, I, you do? I, I hop out of my car and say, "Hey, look, you got a dent in your bumper. Let me let me go fix it. Let me like you know." Do you I, really yeah, do that? Me. How much do you get per time? Because um, I didn't well, know you I, did this. I, I get because you're gonna have to. Card, but oh, I, I do ask. I do ask for CVS gift cards, and um... <laughs> you do not do this. You fucking liar. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm Darwin just struck as that as a, as like a just, just, just how a person goes through life that they can like it was a pure be hustle. on it was the so road good. and he they're like, so like, hey, look at that car. I'll bet we could, I'll bet we could go fix that person's bumper and like get paid for it. Like, I love that anybody exists in that way. <laughs> right? They're new, dude. Totally New Yorkers. They they were from New York because like that's where this ha- they were. Like it was. They're, and my car is fixed. My bumper is fixed. That bumper would have been eight hundred dollars to fix. I got out of there for two twenty five. Then they try to get it back to like entrepreneurship in an era. Yeah. Fifty years ago. <laughs> like. I mean, it's hustle, yeah, that's man. That's hustle. That's definite hustle right there. Um, I, and like, and I guess I like. I, I don't know. I, I it's kind of like. Do you? feel like those people are going to like stab you the first second you turn around kind of a situation like you know it's kind of like it's it's feels no no shady. they started fixing it before i agreed to pay what if i said no i'm not paying and they kind of made my bumper worse at one point 
in the process <laughs> before I was fully decided on a price. So, like, there's some leverage points here, Darwin. Well, I mean, like, you know, uh, I guess it's kind of like a, a, a sort of a, a question about, like, you and your your general ways of being as well. Like, how much do you want to, like, go down the rabbit hole of what it about you may have invited them to start just fixing your bumper randomly. I love that that is kind of a sort of problem that you have, that people will just start fixing your shit randomly. They didn't know, no, they didn't know that. They added to it. They saw this dent on the side of the car, then they went for the scratch, then they started looking for other stuff, and they started yeah. racking up a number. And like, okay, so they, people, like it was a Planet Money that they were talking about this, and it's true. When you're first time, when you're a locksmith, they talk about this. When you're first a locksmith, it takes forever to pick a lock, right? And so people are happy to pay you, but it takes a bunch of time. Later on, you can take like 10 seconds to pick a lock, but you're getting paid a bunch of money for it, right? And people are like, what the hell? That took no time, which is kind of how this was. Mm -hmm. It took no time to make my yeah. car better. Cause, and, but I'm not paying for, you know, uh, I'm not paying for the... For the amount of time here, I'm paying for how they like learn to do this whole hustle, right? All well, the time. Well, you're before. actually speaking to something that is actually kind of like a big issue that entrepreneurs and freelancers, like like you and me, like yeah. you know, like yeah. deal with, which is, do you charge for the time that you put in, or do you charge for the value that you add to them? And the right. former is very dependent on your skill level because you are, you know, like obviously that, that's kind of like how we at our basis level kind of think of it. Like, oh, hey, like, yeah, I can yep. do this for you. It's going to take me like eight hours. So like you should pay me like eight hours worth of money. Right. Like so that's kind of how we think about it. But yeah, as your skill level increases and you can do things in less and less amount of time, your value correspondingly ought to rise. And right. ought, you not you you shouldn't be paid less for that. Right, and exactly, and that's it is an interesting paradox. Like you, less time, but you're worth way more for your time. Like you know, lawyers for in, who do a lot of insurance work have to do the same basic briefings all the time, right? They're billing for an hour or fifteen minutes on a document that no longer takes them mm -hmm. fifteen minutes. But that's intellectual work they had to do once, right? That did take them that time. And, you know, it becomes well, an but, issue. But, 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 but issue, of course, the fundamental issue. economics actually kind of dodge both those issues. You can charge whatever the fuck you want. It's really what you charge, whatever you can get people to pay. At the end of the day, that is yeah. the actual price that you're worth is what another person is willing to pay you. That's, that's Adam Smith economics for you. You know, like whatever somebody is willing yeah. to pay you. How many pages did you get into the Wealth of Nations? <laughs> I like, I thought, I, I, you know, I dabbled. I, 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 it, yeah, uh -huh. it, it really uh -huh. likes to talk about. Uh -huh. porn. Have you started uh, writing like, a script? Porn. Did you really I, like? It's 40 inch slip right there. Corn. It really likes to talk about corn. <laughs> it's pretty okay. much all corn all the time. It's, it's basically corn too. Or pencils. <laughs> okay. That's um, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways to take, uh, like, what for me that I'm like processing on it. Like, it, I think I don't know. Was Jared's episode the episode that just came out about about faith yes. and about the Bible, or was and, and you know, there's really a way 
where there's a, there's you've probably even heard this story about this man who is he's in a flood right and he's on top of his roof and he's, he's he believes in God and he's praying to be rescued right and, and a boat comes by he's like no God will come get me I'm not going with you and he, a helicopter comes by he's like no God's coming for me I'm not coming with you and like some sort of, like a jet ski finally comes <laughs> come he's like no he's like no God's coming and he's like he ends up in heaven and he meets God and he's like what are you doing here and he's like well I was waiting for you he's like I sent a boat a helicopter and a jet ski what do you want you know what I mean like that is and I'm reading a book called The Trilogy by Richard Rohr that talks about that it's the whole process that you know like that worked it was these two dudes fixed my problem I didn't always expect it like it was community family they just fucking did it like and they knew what they were doing and they knew you know why they were confident because they knew at least on what they were doing they weren't making my life worse they were they were making me accept uh, like a hard reality that my bumper needed to be fixed and there needed to not be a dent in the side of my car and these scratches could be done and if I had just had the wherewithal to think of through other ways to get it fixed for now I could have done it myself but well, you know, I didn't. It's, it's really funny as you relay this incident to me because I think that my initial emotional reaction is wow you totally got scammed you know like that 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 these people kind of like scammed you out of some money, but you probably paid them significantly less than you would pay at any auto body repair shop. You know, like yeah. like it, it, so the the actual scam is not necessarily them. It's kind of the entire like marketplace that that we have right now. So what? Why? I guess that kind of does beg the question. Why are we paying so much money for shit? Well, I mean, time. Well, let's just... You know, what do you mean, I mean shit across the board, I guess? I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm thinking... Facebook puts things in front of you, which is one of the beauties and terrible things about Facebook. And one thing it put in front of me, Darwin, uh, talk about minimalism, I am no way a minimalist. Look around me, but in theory, I'd like to be a minimalist, at least mentally. And um, they put in front of me these merino wool t-shirts. They're merino wool. They are $65 a t-shirt. I've never bought a t-shirt for $65. I bought polos for that much. <laughs> but, like, this is a crew neck or v-neck basic t-shirt, Darwin, that almost never needs to be washed. It's incredibly soft because it's antimicrobial. Antimicrobial, and so you can have Or whatever. And it's like, you know, the whatever. It's this high-quality t-shirt, right? And, like, in theory, if I could own four shirts instead of 30 shirts, that's better, right? But I don't know that I value that. And I'm, like, I spend 65 bucks up front on a T-shirt randomly in my life, and then you've just got just one of these T-shirts, and that's maybe okay. I, I, I will say... clearly I, it's a lifestyle, so you need the underwear and the socks, Darwin. an endorser of new harebrained ideas just because i think that's part of living i you know like to to be imminently uh or or or, or to be forever skeptical of all new ideas is to kind of miss out on the entire enterprise of coming up with new things and coming up with new ideas and new ways of doing things you know like to me yeah 65 dollars for an antimicrobial t-shirt sounds pretty low on my list of things that i would ever do but i 
I also, like, I wouldn't, like, judge you for doing that. Like, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. Like, if you could, like, have a shirt that you what really like. What if it also like, lasted 10 yeah, years? Like, the, what if the, it was, like, legitimately a 10 years? That's not yeah, part sure. of it. Yeah, then, that's part then, of it. Then, then, then do it. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like, in fact, I think that you, like, you surrender to the unknown. Because that's really what that is. It's truly, like, it's all of these promises that you don't know if they're true. Like, if it's true that it also, lasts 10 years, you, yeah. that it's a style that looks good on you and and that it will be something you don't have to wash very often, then, yeah, I think that it's actually may, may actually be worth $65. Does the water I'm saving mean I'm then also saving the no. world? Damn it. Okay. Speaking of someone who has saved the world, let's go to break and come back and talk a little bit more or for the first time, about a show that Darwin and I both love called Rick and Morty. This is where the spoiler alerts happen. If you've never seen it, I still suggest you listen and then go back and watch it four other times. But we'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I came to First Class Reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like, agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like I got exactly what I wanted. So first class reels, do it. You will not regret it. Trust me. Okay, we're back. And this is probably the episode that I've been looking forward to the most. I just pretty much want to talk about Rick and Morty. Like all the time. Which which of the Rick, the Rick Lannis mix up, which I love to the end of time, yeah. or the new um, in memories oh, one, because both of them were I, good. I, look, I have to say, uh, okay, just just starting starting gun. This season is so fucking good. This is such yes. a goddamn phenomenal season. Like like I would definitely say that it, this season has already generated the two best episodes of Rick and Morty. Unlike like like. You know, easily. Which two? The Rick Lantis mix-up is one of them. That was just fucking yes. amazing. And then the Vindicators one, I think, was also, like, just, just a c- completely mind-blowing. I don't know. Pickle experience. Rick. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, and, and, and the close it is also filled Rick, with many closing. other, like, uh, of, the, of the top ones. Yeah. Like, just as a, uh, like, I'm more interested in complimenting the season <coughs> as a yeah. whole. You know, just for its unabashed yep. and just like unrestrained creativity is insane. Let's talk about the mm-hmm. politics, Matt, because the politics are interesting. What do you think are the politics of Rick and Morty? Well, it's well. Dan Harmon talked a lot about them actually in uh, and not in Rick and Morty, but of himself, and they definitely came through. This podcast, the podcast I'm talking about, is Duncan Trussell Family Hour with Dan Harmon on it. And it dropped this the week that the Rick Lannis mix-up came out. And he is talking about watching fascism come to power. But at the same time, that, that message and that episode was filled with such mixed thoughts as to who's good and who's bad and what's good and what's bad. Because you look like and so much. Because it it's not directly a mirror of our society. Dan Harmon is against Trump. He would be against an authoritarian regime. He would be against, he is against fascism. But he showed an orderly rise to power, him and Justin Rowland, right? And like, and showed it through the lens of like a superior, effete elite that, 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 like the people in that society either lived on making it worse or making it better, much like our society now, right? People 
on some level are either taking from people or they're giving back. And they, they, they like us divided or they want us to be closer together. And, like, mm. at least that's the framing he has it. And that moment where Morty goes, you know, we, you know, we, I, I have a message for the Ricks and Mortys who uh, believe in this to the Ricks and Mortys who don't. We outnumber mm. you. And you were just like, oh, shit, Nixon, Trump. Well, whoa, yeah, the, 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 the comment that you have that it is kind of all over the place rings very, like, true to me. I'm reminded of this intro to one of George Carlin's books, you know, like emanating from one of his, from his standoff, that he, he mentioned that so many comics have this thing that is hovering in the back of the mind in their comedy, which is that things could be a lot better, that that things could change for the better, and George Carlin always restricted himself to just bitching. You know, that was what that was yeah. his, you know, like statement on it, and yeah, I, and he was like that 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 frees him to make stronger comedy, and I feel that about Rick and Morty, you definitely get a kind of anti-authoritarian. You know, pretty libertarian, but mostly kind of Bernie Sanders style, rage against the machine type politics. But I think that they really do a good job of letting the cynicism be the joke and letting that just take them where it artistically takes them, which I loved in particular the Rick Lantis mix-up was so powerful because it cast such a dark pall upon very overtly capitalism. It was very, very overtly yeah. anti-capitalist, and it had a very good spin on it. The idea that it that it existed this this hierarchy in a society in which they were all the same person. That was a very interesting yeah. kind of like twist on that. That's. You know, like like read. That's well, that's every religion in the you world, know? by the way. That's ever like that's even arguably Christianity under the idea of a trilogy, like and Hinduism idea of the Godhead in all of us. If we're all God, what the fuck is this hierarchy? If mm-hmm. we're all God playing this out, well, yeah, what but, is like, this hierarchy? And, and, and that's a good analogy. And I was nevertheless granted new meaning by watching this play out in a very specific, like these are all exactly the same person. And the tortured cynicism that it provided and the hilarity that ensued from specifically like the wafer company was just really what stood out to me just so fucking cynical and so hilarious to imagine these characters who are trapped truly in this assembly line you know and even that line like where the the cops are like we get it we're working stiffs like you but our assembly line is justice so what are your demands They, they even put the idea of a sacrifice, like of a sacrificial person, into this of sacrificing for like all the other mm-hmm. people. Like the drama, the drama Morty sacrificed himself into like the shithole of the portal of the, of the place, but like which was cynical, but also but also cynical. Like I, I, I read more cynicism you know, than than power in that one. You know, like but, like it was like know, powerfully like cynical. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, you know, you know, but but it also has a very it worked its way in it, 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 in into kind of like so, calling out like the way that like populists rise to power. The like like the nice guy preaching like you know universalism and love yeah. rises to power and then kills all the ricks. I, I don't want to draw too much from that because I kind of feel like there's some Question. kind of other shoe to drop. But okay, then yes, then here's my R plus L equals J. Question oh for you. You this, that's a, that's the Game of Thrones reference. Me. I know my exactly. Game of okay. Boom. Okay. Which Morty is this? Well, I don't know about that, but I would say it was it bore a very interesting resemblance to the Morty that had all of his toxins uh, removed. It's the Morty from season one who was manipulating all the other Mortys and Ricks. Oh, well, yeah, no, but that's that's overtly. Implicated like, a, the, the, the like, last frame for, like, for anybody who like missed this, um, like, you know, it could, you, you, the eye patch, yeah, that's you that know Morty. how the 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 Morty that tried to assassinate him held up the papers to, and then got blown out the airlock, and oh, I couldn't even yeah, see well, you papers. didn't was it in that there? moment, but in the end, the that Morty and his you know like suit floats by, yeah. and then all of those papers float by, and it's the eye patch Morty on the papers. Oh, I didn't. I was looking for something on the papers, and I couldn't. In that, in that, that moment, slash, okay, slash, like, slash I got it before like, yeah. I could actually. So, so yeah, that, that's like, obvious, so that that's very that's that's okay, cool, uh, that's cool, cool. Then I'm not. I'm very dumb. No, no, it, it, it took the second for time for me papers. to watch it because I've watched it like four times now. So, so I've watched it, but I could not. I didn't lock it enough on that little part. <laughs> I I knew who he was, but I didn't know if they gave it yeah. away. But yeah, so this is this is the murderous Morty. You know, I kind of, yeah. I kind of have a sneaking suspicion that it's a Rick in a Morty like, like suit, but I don't know. I definitely think the sh- the show. He's the Rickest like, Morty. Like, the the show has a lot of of kind of like character development. It, like this is pretty much the only thread. Let's talk about aesthetics of this show real fast because the the fact is that that the Rick Lantis mix up was pretty much the first episode that truly actually extended a plot point. Like where where something happened in one episode, and then it, it it had consequences for another episode. Like there have been like like one two punches a couple of times where like you know like like the season ends and then they kind of pick up you know. But for the most part, it's been pretty like like remember season two ended seeming like the entirety of season three was going to like exist trying to save Rick, and then like every single thing got resolved in episode one of season three. You know, this show does yeah. not cue to elongated like like storyline. So this is it was this was a unique episode in that it actually picked and, up a thread and took it forward. And they did it in what they head faked you to believe was a self-contained right. episode. Yeah. <laughs> like like the opening of Tales from the Citadel is as good as any movie opening you'll ever see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it really is. It it really like that moment of watching the people to that score mm-hmm. was as good as any version of that you're ever going to see in a movie have ever tried to, it, to show it's, it's a definite emotional strange place because it's so funny as a show and it's so uh, like anti-authority and and just 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 in general 
attempting to subvert you and subvert your expectations that okay. when it does drop the drama in it it hits hard it yeah. hit, it lands hard because it's truly earned them it's truly allowed for it to be completely unexpected and that was what yeah. made that show that episode so powerful was because even though every single thing culminated in a joke for the most part maybe absent the suicide morty it it did stick with me in a very unsettling way it sucker punched me it sucker punched my entire like way of looking at the world in a way that only a, an animated pointless comedy with a bunch of fart jokes like rick and morty can do it it, it definitely has the Speaking same power of- as south park in that and, and on the flip side, another one that doesn't have to, it was is BoJack Horseman season four came out. It's got was good, but so dark. Princess Caroline's episode, the whole the whole thing was really well done, and yet so dark. I don't know how far you brought I, it. I no, it I mean, I, I've actually I, I regret to say I've actually seen the entire first three seasons of BoJack Horseman. That was a show that like ran yeah. out its welcome after the first season no the fourth season got like uh, fourth season, I think fourth I'm season I'm more interested in the kind of like um, like what, what, what Rick I, and Morty ties into I'm just telling you where me. they got on society for what is well better. okay uh, so look uh, let me shift from being totally dismissive above Jack Horseman we are inundated with so much good television now you know, like, like, and and yeah. of course, the monumental event of this season of this season was easily Twin Peaks, which, like, I know not a lot of people saw, but that was which means it was Game no, of Thrones. No, like, yeah, like it was hilariously supposed to be bastard. Game of Thrones, and then everybody, like, like for myself and for a lot of other people who were watching them simultaneously, you couldn't help but notice how much better Twin Peaks was than Game of Thrones, and then like, you, so so Sunday nights are like becoming this really truly. In a rarefied field of, of great television. So you had Game of Thrones, which I still love, by the way, Twin Peaks, Rick and Morty, and John Oliver. And I would just set aside yeah. these entire nights. Like, like you know, Heather had a friend coming in town. She was like, hey, do you want to hang out? I was like, look, that's a Sunday night. I have to be yeah. watching the finale of Twin Peaks. And I, I, I want to just... Take a moment to meditate on the fact that we're living in the era of true peak television, especially, especially in the aftermath of Twin Peaks. Like the only reason, by the way, we have not done a Twin Peaks episode is because Matt Lofton has has wasted his life by not seeing it. And I, I want to challenge you, Matt Lofton, watch Twin Peaks because there is nothing to compare with it, nothing to compare with it. And the thing that comes closest is Rick and Morty. Yeah, Darwin's going to ruin Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I'm going to watch it, and there's no chance it can live up to this. Because that's what's happening yeah, to Darwin. Yeah, that's what Darwin all, almost undoubtedly. I mean, we'll take about the fact that, like, Handmaid's Tale just won last night at the Emmys, you know? Not and a bad choice. Not, not, it wasn't nearly it was, as amazing. But what's popular these days, it was just the... It was the most relevant I was, one. I was definitely pleased, though, with the Emmys 
uh, that they awarded Big Little Lies uh, as much as they did because that was the other. So, so to me, this this year has been defined by two shows, and it's Twin Peaks and Big Little Lies. Everything else is like an afterthought. Like Game of Thrones is great, the books are great, the show is pretty good. It's kind of going off the rails without the books. Let's just that's just kind of what's true you know I, I wish it was better I truly do the production value is amazing the performances are amazing it's kind of dropped the clockwork menagerie of puzzle that was the books like it's now just kind of like oh no it's dragons versus zombies and who's gonna win that's why everyone likes yeah, it now, darling. Look, I like that. That's why no. I, 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 I even like went, the raising well, of the that's stakes. The thing, like, I, I everyone lament. Everyone not you and me. No, I've, I've definitely like, only critics. No, no, no. Mostly critics. I'm telling you, if you've read the books, but like the people who picked up in see in season five and just binge watched, some of them noticed it dropped off, but others were like, "Holy shit, a dragon melted an ice well, wall!" I want and, to like, underline this. In. Game of Thrones <laughs> is amazing, and I love Game of Thrones. It is. I. Honestly, it's it's funny to me that I'm the one criticizing it. I probably spent more of my life talking about Game of Thrones than I have watching or even reading Game of Thrones combined. So I, I, I am like the last person to actually throw Game of Thrones under the bus. And yet here I am throwing it under the bus because I watched it alongside Rick and Morty and Twin Peaks and, I, and, and, and Game of Thrones. And I felt like the, two of these shows gave me truly a new perspective on life with every outing and one of them kind of followed exactly where I want like where I expected it to go and the the one that was truly predictable was Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks and Rick and Morty have blown my mind week after well, week Well and you mentioned earlier Oh well, you mentioned earlier and week 1 of this season of South Park was out and it was an interesting episode and they're going social satire on everything now, and it was just... But I think they're lost. I think South Park was so good last season, but I genuinely... I'm going to have to watch they, that they season. This, you it was you told me I should watch it, I, I, and I, I kind of Oh, wow. It, yeah. it was great. But yeah, in this new season, they started out, and it was, you know, people taking jobs in Siri, and like... They took our jobs, and like, you know, they're never mentioning Trump's name, even though Garrison is president. <laughs> um, and... The town is, you know, like, and then it's a white people flipping houses parody, which is just about all these house renovation shows. And, like, it really just shows that, like, and, like, so all the racists are over there waving the flag, and the people who are upset are like, you're driving down our property values, not, hey, you're being racist. And, like, it's, the whole thing is, is good, but I can tell that they're just like, what the fuck is society? It's more absurd right now than we can be absurd to mock it. Mm. You know, and that's and that's a tough spot. So that's why you need multiple universes, like yeah, Rick God. So what? So Matt, what would you be your like top three three shows of of the season? You know, like what what would be your like you know recommendations to people like of you? You know, like of TV like, shows. You know, Game of Thrones doesn't count. Like so, you know, just like TV shows, like that. But in the era of peak television, we're all we've all like we're inundated in so much. Um. It will never like. I mean, I, I mean, uh, of recent shows, I guess that came out. I mean, I'm always, I'm gonna say BoJack Horseman. Stranger Things was fine. Um, I've I, I'm trying to think. Um, I am. 
I'm almost ashamed of all of the TV I'm not watching and ashamed of the TV I am watching. <laughs> like, I'm saying, like, I'm not sure it's that good. Um, it, I'm trying to think of what I would say recently. Like, I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. I started the first episode of it. I started the first episode of Ozark. Haven't gotten watch that Big Little yet. Lies before um, you watch either of those. Yeah, I I could I could definitely watch Big Little Lies. Um, I mean, I love the first season of True Detective, but that's three years mm-hmm. ago now. Like, you know what I mean? What are we talking yeah. about here? Um, I love The Wire, but that's even fucking longer ago. I haven't watched The Deuce yet. I guess I need yeah, to watch that because it's, HBO it's put good. it out. So I'm like, you know, all the like. I mean, it, yeah, there's just so many good shows out there. But honestly, BoJack Horseman has been one of my favorites. Rick and Morty, South Park. Um, and I like, I mean, I loved, uh, what is it? Uh, one of the Defenders. I liked, uh, why am I blanking? I can name all the Defenders and he's the one. I'm, Hell's Kitchen, uh... Daredevil. I liked both Daredevil seasons. Mm. If you like superhero stuff, they were good low-level superhero stuff. Jessica Jones, I really like that. I have not watched The Defenders. People talk shit on Iron Fist. I was okay with Luke Cage. You gotta suspend yourself. The problem is on Netflix, and they're getting away from this, they are doing a few too many episodes. They're doing 13. They could do 10 on a few of these. Um, And I liked both seasons of Flaked with Will Arnett. It's a real small, funny... okay satirical like show on like yeah. life and like what can go wrong yeah I, I i would say my three would be you know I, i'm gonna restrict it to shows that just debuted this year yeah i would i would put, because you know like a lot of these shows like rick and morty and game of thrones are just so fucking good but like like i could i, I can't let them like like crowd out all these other amazing shows so i would definitely okay number one Twin Peaks is the best cinema you will ever see ever in your lifetime. Period. So there's that. Okay, uh, fine. Big Little Lies is probably, possibly the second best cinema you will see in your lifetime, like ever. It's also just yeah. the most amazing thing. Um, and I also have to give a shout out to Atlanta. My brother Walker just turned me on to that. Oh, yeah. And I just have started watching those a few of those episodes. Uh, shockingly good. Yeah, Donald Glover's amazing. Shockingly good, very, very good. Uh, like, 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 uh, like, like better than you think it is. Good. That's why he won the I, Emmy. I, yeah, so he's so, good. Donald Glover's you know, super and I also, talented. I also, I didn't love it as much as other people did, but I do acknowledge *Handmaid's Tale* for what it accomplished. The, it, it did, like, particularly the ninth episode. It, it did r- rise up to certain cinematic heights that 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 are that are very profound you know like and i i found it to be too cartoonish to truly like dig into the depths of the human soul the way that you know big little lies did but it was nevertheless yeah. a very good show yeah that's fair i mean did it, did it, was it better than Children of Men? No. Like <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> which I think is a movie that ages well. But here's what I would say, and this is where I want to leave it, is that like in the era of peak television, I'm not watching it. I'm watching less television than I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. And like, there may be more out there to watch, but like, sitting down for more than 30 minutes. Oh, Glow. 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 100% Glow. Watch that. That is one of the most enjoyable... 10 episode arcs of 13 episode arcs, anything you'll ever watch. All right. 
Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. You started yeah, I did, it, didn't I did. You? It was pretty good. It just keeps getting better. Um, like, I love Jinji Cohen, and, like, she taught both these producers how to do their thing, and they're great at this show. So, but, I mean, honestly, if it's more than 30 minutes and it makes me want to kill myself, I really don't want to watch it that often. <laughs> and that's a lot of shows yeah. these days. So, I think we're going to leave that uh, there, I guess, with, uh, but watch, watch Rick and Morty. And then, once again, please like us on Facebook, share us. Please review us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Um, and send us any feedback. We get all the messages on Facebook. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you. Thanks to everybody. Love you all. Darwin. Lop to Darwinism. All right.